We are just wanting to open it up this morning just to have some prophetic words spoken over this church, over the city, uh, but also, you know, we want to just finish it off. We're just leaving it with hope and encouragement this morning. So do you have anything you want to say? We're going to have a few um, of our leaders come up and share into this year and our vision for it and stuff, because we really felt like we wanted to start the year off with this is our vision, this is where we're going, so we're excited for that. Yeah. So Amanda. first up, we have Amanda. Awesome. So I just want to share a word that God's put on my heart. It's kind of a three-part word. And the first aspect of that is that the Lord is preparing our church body to um, experience his glory in a new way. And the picture that I saw was of some small clouds hovering over um, smaller groups within the church. And I, I felt like that was representing small groups in our church and that um, as these clouds come together, they're going to form a larger cloud over our entire congregation when we gather, and that uh, that will be the way that God is nurturing and growing us as a hub for his presence and breakthrough. So I feel like as we grow in intimacy with God um, and grow in unity with each other through our connect groups, then we'll be able to... Um, come together where these deposits of glory will release intensified manifestations and um, that we'll be able to see more of heaven's breakthrough and more of his presence. And so from there, I feel like God's saying that as we, as we grow in connect groups and then gather as a, as a family, as a congregation, then that's going to actually create like an aroma and that's going to be released out into this region and that's going to um, just compel those in the in the area to want to know God and also um, draw them out to church, but not just draw them out to church, but sometimes just um, usher the encounter to them where they're at. But that's going to release something in the atmosphere. It's going to shift things so that people can even be encountering God in their homes, in their dreams, without ever having gone to church. So I feel like that's going to be like an exponential um, kind of effect that comes from our church. And I feel like one key to releasing this next level and this next season uh, is actually to break off the stronghold of passivity. So I feel like uh, that includes two aspects. So that's passivity as in um, lack of action. I actually heard the Lord say laziness. And then a lack of commitment as in flakiness. So I, I feel like God's calling us to a, a repentance of this personally, but also both congregationally. Um, to lay our lives down before the Lord and uh, to break this off so that we can truly say yes to God and, and really mean it and be willing to, to, to be the hands and feet of God, to surrender time, to, to commit to things and to really move in action um, as, as our display of our, our love to God and that he's, um, he's going to usher in that next portion of glory um, as we break this off and as we, as we say that, God, we, we really are going are gonna to partner with you and be the hands and feet of Christ to, to see this vision come to pass. And I feel like a second necessary component is to shift um, into a new focus of prayer. And I feel like there needs to be like a, like a personal... Um, a personal shift in each of our own hearts, but then also as a corporate church, as a corporate 
um, body that we would come together and pray um, on a regular basis and at each gathering, whether it be here or in a, in a small meeting in a home or a connect group, that we would begin and end in prayer so that we are consistently realigning with heaven and, and seeking God in everything that we do. So I'm just going to just gonna pray for us into these words. Are you guys okay with that? Yep. Right now. So if you just uh, want to close your eyes, let's do that. Let's close our eyes and, and just unify our hearts as we pray into this. Mm. Father, thank you for your words. Thank you that, God, you're always looking to, to grow us and to show us more of what you have for us. Thank you for a new year with more of your mercies and your favor and your blessings. And I, I thank you, God, that, um, that you're here with us right now and that you're going to move. So, God, I just pray right now and repent for the passivity in my own heart and the passivity as, as a church body that we may have fallen into. God, we're sorry for maybe lack of action or lack of commitment in the things that you've called us to. Mm. God, we want to repent. We want to turn from those ways. And we want to turn towards you and what you have for us. We want to live in the fullness of the destiny that you've called us to. And God, I just ask that right now you would reveal in each of our hearts personally maybe some things that you've called us to that um, that we've known of or maybe we haven't even known of that that we've either just put on the back burner or that we've been avoiding god would you just bring those things to the surface now that we would we would be aware so that we can break off that spirit of passivity and and truly pursue what you have for us yeah god just give us that picture or that word right now let's just take a moment jesus show us Yeah, God, we're so sorry for, for running away from these things. We're so sorry for being passive and for, for being lazy or flaky that we haven't, um, we haven't truly gone all in for, for what you have for us. We're sorry, God. But we are human and we are weak and we realize that. We, we thank you, though, that your power is made perfect in weakness. And we thank you that you're always so forgiving. So we choose to receive your grace and allow it to empower us to say yes and to take action in, in the areas that you want us to move in. Mm. Yeah, we just declare, God, that we surrender our lives to you, that we are all in, that we say yes to the destiny and the calling that you have for us. We say yes to the areas of serving in this church that you're calling us to. We say yes to hmm, maybe those friendships or those connections that you want us to, to rebuild. We say yes to maybe even forgiving some people in our lives that we have yet to, to speak with or, or see. And, and God, we just, we just say yes to all that you have for us, the things that are hard, the things that are easy, the big things, the small things. We just want to say yes and to actually follow through, God. Give us the grace to do that. We're saying that that's our desire now. 
Thank you that you empower us, Lord. God, I, I pray that you would grow our heart for prayer. Lord, that you would build each of us into a warrior of prayer, that, that we would pr- pray all throughout the day just so naturally because we are communing with you, God. Thank you that you hear our prayers, Lord. I pray that you would, you would teach our congregation how you want us to pray corporately. Show us, God, um, the times, the places that we can gather so that we can usher in heaven, that we can usher in your will, Lord, into the areas where we're taking territory. And God, would you, would you remind us to pray, Lord, when it can be so easy to get lost in the worries of life or the busyness of life? And Lord, make it not a religious practice, but may our hearts just be so filled with the desire to connect with you, so filled with the desire to, um, to hear from you that we would pray so, so naturally out of that compelling nature, Lord, of your goodness. Mm. And Father, we praise you for all of the connect groups that are going on in this church. We thank you for all the leaders who are volunteering Um, And just for everyone who comes out, God, I pray that you would bless all of our small groups, that we would grow in community in a way that we have yet to see before in this new year. Lord, just grow us in in the ways that we seek you. Grow us in our intimacy with your word. Um, And Lord, would you... Would you bring about those, those manifestations of your glory in our small groups, that we would see you move in such powerful and miraculous ways, and that when we come together here, we would create such a, such a contagious aroma that draws people into your presence, that draws people to church. Mm. Yeah, God, we just welcome all that you have for us in this new year, and, and would you continue to remind us of these words, that we would declare them, that we would live them out, and that we would praise you through all of it. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Saying yes to more of him, right? All right, we're going to bring up Garland and Kari. Or... These guys are on our prophetic show here. Call it prophetic show. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite a show. Uh, I, um, when I started to ask God, well, actually, this started a little bit, how should I say this? Well, let me, let me start there. When I started to ask God about the word for this next year for the church, uh, the first uh, thing he said was, uh, I'm making me a people that hears my voice. Uh, and then I started to think, I felt, often feel that a new year, yes, it is looking forward, but it's also looking back. So God reminded me of the things that he said last year. And one of the things I know he said to me, and I know it has been said over the church in many ways, was that we were going to, he was going to bring us the brokenhearted. And in some ways I was thinking, you know, right before Christmas and a few weeks before Christmas, I was laying, especially at night when you, when you are like the weakest for the enemy and he comes and, and he accuses you of stuff. And I thought, oh, I kind of failed there. 
God, you know, I, I really failed. And then God started to show me, no, you guys didn't fail. You maybe thought that these lots of people from outside the church was going to come in, and yes, that will come. But what I did this last year is that I took care of the brokenhearted inside the church. And I just saw that, I mean, and I was one of them. I fell down, I broke my leg, I needed lots of help, and you guys were there. Not just the leadership, everyone. And I know other things have happened this last year where people had needed help. And this church has been there as a family, and it didn't need to be organized by the leadership. You guys did it. And I really felt God saying, last year I was making you guys a family. And you did it. This year, I'm going to make you hear my voice. My people hear my voice. I know some of you guys have heard God's voice for ages. Well, maybe he wants to take you deeper. But I really feel, and I know it is some people say, I struggle with hearing God's voice. I struggle with the, with the fundamental uh, things in my communication with God. I don't speak in tongues. I don't do those things. This is just a very fundamental thing in God's uh, uh, um, kingdom. And I really felt he said, this year is, because we are a family, I have a very good foundation. And I'm going to make you guys, I almost said, so you don't need your leadership. You guys, I am going to make you so you guys hear directly from me. Yes, we need each other. Yes, we need our leadership. But we don't need the leadership to hear from God. We can hear directly. And I really believe that is a, a word from God to us. We are going, he is going to make us a people that hear his voice. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you say, I want to say something after that. She always has more to say. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, just to be honest, I've been in a very rough place for a day or two, including this morning before coming to church. And I didn't have a word prepared. I had something a while ago God gave me really clear for the leadership of the church. But I was, as I was waiting off in the, in the side there, he began to really speak to me. And it's, it dovetails with what Kari was saying. And I didn't know what she was going to be saying. So she said that he has made us family. But I, the word I got was that he was going to make us family. And um, more so. So what I saw initially was that so many people have wanted a breakthrough. There's one breakthrough that is the breakthrough of all other breakthroughs. It doesn't matter if it's finances, it doesn't matter if it's physical ailments, whatever. The breakthrough is God revealing himself to each of us in our own personal lives, in our individual lives. And that's what he's bringing. You know in your heart of hearts 
when you've been most intimate with God. And you know in your heart of hearts that there's some folks that have gone deeper and you long and you hunger and you thirst for that place. I believe that this is the year for the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're familiar with God. We know the Father. We know Jesus. We know the Holy Spirit. But I believe that he's going to come and he's going he's to show you the wounds in his hands and, and show you just what he did for you individually. Just the wounding that he took into himself so you could be healed. So you could be healed in your heart, healed in your mind, healed in your soul, healed in your body. He's the glue. So it's your personal relationship with Jesus Christ that makes you my brother or my sister. So to make family stronger, he's the glue. He's what exists between us that makes us family. So, yeah, just uh, buckle up, you know, because he's coming. And I agree with the Father for you, for a personal breakthrough of intimacy. Sometimes we pray and we hear his voice, but it's, we want more than that still small voice, right? We want more companionship. You know, he said to, to the guys, he said to Peter when he was, you know, washing everybody's feet, and Peter said, no way, Jose, you know, I'm washing my feet. You know, I got toe jam going on down there. You're not, Peter said, look, or Jesus said, look, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you have no place with me. You have no companionship, it says. If I don't wash your feet, you don't have any companionship with me. He's going to wash our feet. He's going to heal our hearts. He's going to restore the foundations. He's going to bring back a reverence for the holiness of God, and he's going to restore the fear of God. I'm, I'm serious. Now I'm getting into the word that I had for the leadership. God wants to reveal to us his holiness. He wants to restore this. And the fear of God has become slandered and maligned by saints. You know what the fear of God is? Jesus Christ hangs his holy, pure plumb line of love for us. The fear of God is what keeps you from walking away from that love. It's not being afraid of your father. But don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. It's not about being afraid of your father. The fear of God is I'm not going there because I value the presence. I value everything that he's done I am not going to waste the anointing, the presence, the goodness of God by going over here. The fear of God keeps me close. You know? The fear of God keeps me close here too, yeah. Yeah, don't want to violate that. Okay, that was, so, so that's good enough, yeah. Thank you. Uh, okay, so we are not doing marriage counseling as soon as that. <laughs> or maybe I should say we would. Uh, I just wanted to add one little thing. If it's any of you that feel that you would like to be in a group that will go into hearing God's voice, come and talk to me after. That's all.
Amen. Come on. They're an amazing couple, aren't they? Well, last week, Lloyd brought up um, fasting in 21 days. Where are you, Lloyd? He's back there. Um, so if you weren't here last week, I just wanted to throw in that little reminder that we've started as of January 21st, January 21st, but January 1st, we started that, uh, fasting for 21 days. Now, the biggest thing, what I love Lloyd said, was that it's between you and the Holy Spirit, Okay. Fasting for me could be social media, it could be food, it could be maybe meat, sugar, whatever, right? Again, we just want to encourage you to talk to the Holy Spirit about it and be like, God, we just want to come together as a church and be hungry for more of your presence, right? Deeper intimacy with you. And one of those ways of doing that is getting serious, isn't it, right? And it's like, well, Adam, I hate fasting. But again, I just want to encourage you, talk to God about it, right? Maybe it's not 21 days. Maybe it's longer. Maybe it's shorter, right? It's between you and him. But to encourage you to take it a step further this year and ask him, God, what should I be doing, okay? Amen? All right, Melissa. I'm going to give you the mic nicely, all right? Thank you. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Um, when I was seeking God for worship for the new year, I feel like at first I need to say that if 2019 for you, for many of us, you're sick and tired. <laughs> That's what I feel. Does anyone that resonate with you? Just sick and tired. <laughs> and not even sickness of body, but sickness of heart. And I feel like what I heard from the Spirit is he wants to make us desperate and hungry. And that's why we're sick and tired. I feel like the things of this world this year or last year have become like ashes in my mouth. Where nothing satisfies. Because it's not supposed to. Because the only thing that satisfies me is him. And I'm sick and tired of him not being the thing that satisfies me. Amen? And so God's heart and my heart for worship this year is purity. Sorry, I'm like really shaking. Purity of worship that we would be so hungry, that we would be so desperate for him, that when we walk through those doors, no matter what is going on in our lives, we would fall on our knees and we would adore him, that we would have a pure song, that we would have a pure heart, that we would have a pure worship to give to him. That's not mixed with all these other desires and wants. Because if there's anything I'm realizing more and more, it's that all those other things are just lies that say they will satisfy you, but they never will. And so, church, it is my greatest desire that we would come so desperate and hungry every morning of our lives and every Sunday morning that we would come together to adore him and to give us to give him because he deserves it the purest song that you can give him 
And I know that's not going to look the same for every person here because we're all in a different place. You know, some mornings you feel amazing and you're able to give him a song that is full of joy and thankfulness. But sometimes your song of purity is just a song of desperation. That's okay. And that, that hunger, that purity is going to unify us. I had a picture. Sorry, one more thing. <laughs> I thought this was going to be quick. I saw a picture of a flag bearer, and the flag bearer was getting so tired. And I feel like we are those flag bearers. Worship is like the flag bearer that goes forward and goes forward. But if the flag bearer gives up, there's no one to take the ground. There's no one to stand and take the place. And I feel like the thing that is going to keep us going to stand firm, it's not the person with the flashiest armor. It's not the person with the coolest flag. It's not the person with the smoke machines. (laughs) Those things aren't wrong. Those things aren't bad. Those things aren't, you know, against worship or whatever else. It is a person with the purest and truest of intentions. Because when they fall down, they have their eyes fixed on the prize and they get back up again. And they go, and it doesn't matter how torn they get, how broken they get, they move and they go forward to place that flag in. Jesus is Lord. And so, church, God, like Garland said, God is setting our intentions. He's purifying us to adore the one who deserves it all. And that is my vision for worship. Not this year, but from now till we are there with him, whenever and wherever that is. So, Jesus, we surrender to you again. We offer you our hearts, our whole hearts, every part of us, and we ask that you would purify us, God, that you would purify our intentions, purify our worship, that when people walk in this place, they would be blown away by the authenticity of the worship in this house. That it is a people who are truly hungry and desperate for the living God. That it is a people who are truly pure and adoring of their God, no matter what. God, we choose to fix our eyes on you and to stand firm with your flag in our hands and to move forward. We give you our worship. We give you our all. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember when the Lord asked me to plant this church, and I said, no, I don't want to to do it. And God began to speak to me. And I remember years before that, I was always searching for more of God. And I knew there was more. My dad was one of those guys who was like, we're going here, we're going there because God's breaking out, you know? So I had this ingrained desire in me for more of God. And I went to YWAM when I was 20 years old. And 
I had already gone to YWAM with my family at 16, and I went, and I came back totally discouraged because I was like, there's got to be more, there's got to be more, and I fell into this slump of like, God, I need something, and that wasn't what I was looking for. Like, I have all those tools, but where's this more that I was looking for? And I remember I've told many of this, but my sister went to school of ministry at Catch the Fire. And she came back with these tools and these things, and she began to use them on me. And, and let's, let's go, go to the heart of this issue, Amy, and let's get into this. And I was desperate for it. I was crying out for it because I was a very broken person. I was very, very strong, and I am rejected. Nobody loves me. All of that, right? And so... I started to hope, maybe, maybe I can do another school, maybe we can have, you know, more. And my husband was like, let's apply, and we ended up going to school of ministry. And these values changed my life. You know, it, and it was like, I had never experienced the father like that. This loving father who wasn't distant, but wel welcoming and warm. And, and this intimacy that I had never ever experienced before, I began to experience. And then the restoration of the heart. I started to get healing for all these issues that I had never dealt with, and I kept just pushing down. And I began to deal with them and break off ungodly beliefs and get freedom and all of this and learn the tools of how to help others get free and being equipped to do these things, which are the fire values, father heart, intimacy, restoration, and equipping. And now there's the X value, fun with the Holy Spirit. And I was like, these are the values that I want to stake my life on, on you, Jesus. I want this. This changed my life. And so God says, will you do that with me? And so I said, yes, to planting this church. And that's why we're here. There was, there was four years of being in a house church and everything falling apart and so much struggle. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this so many times. I said, Adam, call Stephen Sandra Long. Tell them I quit. And he'd go, go, go have time with the Lord, Amy. <laughs> and then again, God would be like, you can do this. I'm with you. I've equipped you. I've called you to this. And so that's the big thing for me. There were so many times where I was like, let's just give up and go to another church. But I couldn't find it here. And I was just like, God, God, I want a place where there's so much freedom. And there's been times on Sunday morning where it's chaotic and there's kids and there's everything. But I'm like, I want this to be a place of freedom. And I want this to be a place of family where people come in who are unchurched and be like, I don't feel judged. I feel like my kids can run around and be free. And that's something that we really value in our vision as a church is we want to create family and a place where the presence of God is manifest and here. And you guys can get your hearts healed up. There's more. You don't just have to stay where you're at. You don't have to keep plugging it away. But you can get free. And that is that is everything to me. And so that's the, one of the biggest visions of our church. And as we grow and move forward, like we were saying, Amanda was saying, like, we want to see you guys get more involved in family. Because it's so easy on a Sunday just to come, right, and then go our separate ways. But we want to get more entwined in each other's lives because that's where the change happens. That's why I, it was really hard for me, actually, to get into a building because I was really comfortable in house church and our home. And just that intimacy was really, really rich. And so I would really, really, really say, you know, 
get in a connect group, get in a group. I've seen the women's group flourishing where I'm seeing emails of like, this is happening, this is happening, and they're all praying and they're reaching out. And like Kari said, the people, it's not even the leadership, like obviously we help too, but the people are doing it. And that's my heart. And that's why another thing in our church that we really have a vision for is it's not about Adam and I. That's why we have our leaders, and there's many of us that speak, because I don't want just two big head people. I want to see this is a team. Everyone here has the Holy Spirit. Everyone here can be equipped to move, and we want to see you guys step into your callings, and that's our heart. And so that's what we're really excited about. And this year we had Curtis come, and Curtis is the evangelism director for Catch the Fire World, and he did an evangelism remake over kind of thing and he was talking about how we don't need to change the way church is done we need to invite people to the church we need to become a culture of invitation and that was something that was so good for me of you know there's always this pressure like we need to go out into the highways and the byways and that's good too but we need to just invite our neighbors and our friends to church and it was like oh yeah I need to be doing that way more and this has been a goal for me this year is like I really want to get to know my neighbors my dad comes over for one day and like is friends with three of them and bringing them into our house and I'm like dang (laughs) I've lived here three years and I haven't had one of them step foot in my house you know so it's, it's really good. Just we want to encourage you guys that this is a place where the gospel will be preached every Sunday. We want to really be in a habit that you know when you invite someone here, they're going to hear the gospel. They're going to hear that Jesus loves you and wants you. Yeah. Come on, Adam. <laughs> hey, you're, you're on video, do you know? She's wonderful, isn't she? That's why, that's why we got married. How many years has it been there? This year will be 14 years. So not too bad, eh? All right, like Amy was saying, like the culture we want to have here is, is a safe place, right? It's a family. It's a safe place. It's a place of hope, right? It's a place where we're like, we have an open door for the impossible to happen, right? We're passionate with our kids' ministry that there's no junior Holy Spirit, amen? Same Holy Spirit's in us as the same Holy Spirit that's in them. And we want to raise those kids to move just as powerfully as we do, don't we? And I, I think this is something that's been on my heart more recently uh, from some, some Facebook posts. Who loves Facebook in here? We got, we got some hands up. Who doesn't like Facebook in here? You don't have to. Oh, whew, I'm falling apart. That fell down right as you guys put your hands up, right? So might be a prophetic picture to that. Um, so for me... I am extremely passionate about seeing signs and wonders, right? And we're passionate here for it. But a book, a Randy Clark book, ruined me, you know, like half a year ago. And it was a really big conviction in my heart was just like, our biggest thing is obviously we want to see those signs and wonders, but we need to know the healer. We need to know the person who brings the signs and wonders, right? And it was just like, yes, because we can quite easily get in this place that it's all about signs and wonders, right? It's all about this. Miracles are amazing, and they are amazing. It is really important. Jesus loves miracles, right? But even more important is that we know him, right? Over everybody this morning, it's, it's intimacy with the Father, right? We're extremely passionate about intimacy with him, going deeper with him, get to know the healer, okay? Because I think one of the big problems if we're just looking at signs and wonders is that we base our praise on our miracle. Amen? 
we base our praise on our miracle. So the problem is if we're not getting the miracles, where's our praise at? Right? Compared to we live with a mindset, we live in a culture where it's just like, Jesus, we're just going to praise you, not because of what you've done in my life, but because of who you are. Amen? Because he's always good. All right? So I'm going to invite you guys to stand up this morning. We want to start the year off praying for breakthrough this morning. And maybe it's a healing. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's just deeper intimacy with him. But I would really love to start this year and just, let's just, you know, bow our heads, close our eyes, whatever it is. Sit there, stand there. I just want to just give you some time right now just to pray for that breakthrough. Pray that this year is a year of breakthrough. Father, you are are the one who brings the breakthrough. You are the one who brings the breakthrough. We're starting off this year, Father, just laying down our agenda. We're just seeking your face this morning. We're seeking your face, Holy Spirit. We don't want this just to be another year of us just saying, you know, setting these goals and all those kind of things, which again is good. Father, we want this to be a new year. A new year breakthrough. A new year of going deeper with you, Holy Spirit. A new year of connecting with family and friends. A new year of making new family and friends. Holy Spirit, no matter what our situations are saying this morning, Father, we are going to praise you because of who you are.